And we are back with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nick Pavona, joined alongside this time by Andrew Johnson. No Grayson GPG Marino this time. As we get into the MLB, the World Series has just finished wrapping up. And we have free agency just around the corner this upcoming Thursday at 5 o'clock is when free agency hits. But Andrew, I think it's time we talk about this World Series that, for my case, unfortunately happened. Well, I mean, I think anyone living in the New York City area or the tri-state area is happy about this World Series. Uh, I think Yankee fans did not want to see the Astros win in general, or really just baseball fans in general. And if you live in the New York City area and you're a Mets fan, you definitely didn't want to see the Phillies win. So many people calling this the World Series from hell that really mm-hmm. only fans from Philadelphia and fans from Houston want, were interested in. I, I haven't really looked at the total playoff the uh, the numbers of you know the viewership, but I have to imagine this was uh very wasn't really hotly contested here. I don't think people are really watching this uh, on an everyday basis. Yeah, I mean this was an interesting World Series to say the least. I mean the Phillies at one point had a two one lead. They looked like they were you know looked like they were in the driver's seat to pull this off and pull off another stunner and go on to win the World Series. And then Game Four happened. That was really the turning point in the series. The Astros throwing a combined no hitter. Christian Javier has been unbelievable this postseason, and he continued it with, you know, being one of those guys that was able to, you know, help them get to that goodbye no-hitter. And it was the second no-hitter thrown in World Series history, obviously the other one being Don Larson's perfect game. So that was really the turning point in this series. The Astros get the no-hitter in Game 4. They win Game 5 closely 3-2, to two, and then in Game 6, they were able to hold on 4-1, to one. The story of this series was really the Astros got strong pitching when they needed it the most. And guys like Jeremy Pena was big-time clutch for the Astros in this series. He becomes the World Series MVP. He was also the ALCS MVP. So Pena was a monster for the Astros. You know, filling in the shoes for Carlos Correa after he left in the offseason. Pena definitely filled in for that role, leading the Astros to their second world title in as many years. And for a guy like Dusty Baker... At 73 years of age, he finally gets his first World Series championship. So as much as I hate to see the Astros win, if there's one guy I'm happy that did win it, it was Dusty Baker. That's a very feel-good story. He was, I think he had, what, over 2,000 wins as a manager? Yep. Never had a ring. I mean, that's kind of tragic. And especially at his age, because you don't know what really... He's not going to manage too much longer. So this was probably his best, if not last, chance to get a World Series ring. And that's going to cap a Hall of Fame career for him, at least from the managerial position. Yeah, I mean, Dusty's had some many close calls in years past. You know, he was the he was the Cubs manager for a little bit. Could have won it then. Giants manager. I mean, there was so many Reds too. He had so many opportunities to win a championship. It just never, you know, came to fruition for him. But he took the reins for the Houston Astros after the whole cheating scandal with AJ Hinch. And he was able to become the new manager of this team. And, you know, they had some a tough break the last year with the um, Atlanta Braves. And this time around, his team was able to prevail. And like I said, it was due, in fact, to the fact that they got some great pitching. Justin Verlander was some, was pretty good for them when needed be. Javier was amazing. Framber Valdez was amazing. Their bullpen was lights out. And... As much as I hate to say, you have to give the Astros some props. They got the they got the job done. They win their second championship. And for the Phillies, they have nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, listen, 
No this one expected them. Money. Yeah, no one expected them to be there at, at the end of the day, and they, you know, they took the Astros to six games. You said it, Johnson. They the series would end in six. That's exactly what it did. I mean, the Phillies definitely had their chances to force a game seven, but they just couldn't get the hits when they needed it to, you know, happen. You know, along the long ball was really their friend in this series, but it ju- they just couldn't get the necessary, you know, base hits they needed when this when you know when it mattered the most. I just want to touch upon Justin Verlander here for a little bit. Justin Verlander looked like he was going to. He wasn't really going to exercise his demons. Especially after game one. Game one, it looked like, okay, here's a, this is going to be another game or two where the Phillies are, are going to beat the Astros solely because of Justin Verlander's performance. And he, in probably the biggest game of the series in game five, he came up huge. He started off a little shaky in the beginning where you know he let up an RBI to Kyle Schwarber. Yep, a big home, a big time home run. Big time home run. I think it was bottom of the first, if I'm not mistaken, yep, or top of right, the first. Right in the bottom of the first inning. Bottom of the first inning, gets shaken up, and then he responds with another, I don't want to say perfect four innings, but probably an excellent four innings after that. So when he needs to come through the most and really prove to people, like, listen, I can perform in the World Series at a high level. He did it. He did it yeah. at the age of 39. He came after coming off major surgery and a lot of other obstacles. And that's a really good feel good story for him because it doesn't feel like he was carried to a World Series this time. It no, feels like I, he actually earned it. Yeah. And I mean, listen, he's going to be a guy that people are going to be looking at when free agency hits this Thursday because as of right now, it looks like he's probably going to be a free agent and he'll, he'll definitely get a good time contract from some team. The question is who that team's going to be. Most likely it will be Houston. He'll probably go back to the Astros and try to run it back. But Verlander has been, you know, doesn't matter how old he's been. He just continues to pitch really well. He's most likely going to win AL Cy Young. So hats off to him and great job by the 39-year-old veteran. Yeah, absolutely great comeback for him. And I guess you have to give the Astros credit. Now it's going to be really ironic if two years from now they find out they were cheating with some other method. Uh, oh, that would be absolutely ludicrous. I think the odds of that happening are slim to none. But you would think that you would think they'd learn. Yeah, most people. Uh, that definitely. Well, this applies to all things in life. That wasn't the first time they cheated. That was the first time they got caught. Yeah. Let's be real about that. So, if to me, once a cheater, always a cheater. Um, so I'm not gonna say they cheated this time around. It seems like they had a legitimate. This is a legitimate title, and you really can't tarnish it. Uh, but you have to give it up to the Astros, heavy favorites throughout the entire uh, playoff run, at least in the AL. And I really would have liked, I think, I, I think it was any team besides the Phillies out of the NL, if it was the Dodgers or the Padres. I think the, I think the NL really would have taken this and we could have prevent, prevented this nightmare. But unfortunately, we don't live in a perfect world. No, I mean, listen, coming from experience, and it's been a rough couple of years as a Yankee fan watching this team play teams like the Astros and trying to win. But the Astros are just inevitable, as a lot of people have said. They're a really good team. They have a lot of really good, you know, veterans, young players. They they just have a, a great roster on their hands, and they're definitely going to be one of the favorites to win the World Series again next season. The question is going to be, will their team, you know, look different? There's been rumors they're looking at guys like Wilson Contreras in this, you know, free agency period. They were able to add a guy like him that would only boost their odds even more than what they're currently at. 
But yeah, the Astros are just a really good team, unfortunately, from coming from a Yankee fan's perspective. Now, one thing I do want to talk about, though, is Mattress Max' historic $75 million win. It wasn't all from one sportsbook. It was split up in a couple different ones in a couple different states. But Mattress Max getting $75 million. I think that's the largest winning. The largest payout in uh, betting history. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a really great story. He's a Houston legend, a real staple in the community down there. Does a lot for the community down there, so it's really good to see that such a uh, a guy who gives a lot wins such a historic bet. Yeah, I mean, listen, Mattress Mac. I mean, he's a classy guy. I mean, he's one of the better ones in Houston. He'll support your te- He'll support the team if they're even you know if they're doing bad or doing really really good. And you know, he went out to those games in Philadelphia, dealt with that hostile fan base, and you know. Great, kudos, great job by him. I mean, you you said it. I mean, he went to multiple sports books and, and you know kept placing bets on the Astros to win. The and, season too, throughout yeah. the season, he started at the beginning and then he kept on piling on. Yeah, he kept looking at the odds one. and kept going on. So, I mean, he gets the seventy five million dollars, and now it's good for people in Houston because, correct me if I'm wrong, Johnson. Now I'm pretty sure every, I don't know how long it's going to go on for, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people will be getting some free mattresses. Yes, I believe you're correct about that. I think anyone who bought a mattress is gonna get that for free. So he I believe he does this to kind of hedge his uh hedge his promotions throughout the year. So really this is a huge win to anyone in Houston who bought mattresses. That's who's the real winners right now. Yeah, they're they're sleeping pretty to say the least. But with this World Series, Johnson, that means now that the MLB offseason is here, and it's a big offseason for a lot of teams. I mean a lot of big-time free agents, guys like Aaron Judge, Trey Turner, Clayton Kershaw, Jacob DeGrom. Some guys like that are going to be on the open market, willing to sign with different teams, potentially. We also see guys like Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers from the Red Sox. So there could be a big changing in the guard when it comes to the MLB landscape this season. So when free agency hits this, this Thursday at 5 o'clock, all chaos could be endured going on that date. But... I want to get back to one thing I brought up a couple weeks ago when the Mets got eliminated against San Diego Padres was about some of their key free agents. And, you know, one of them obviously being Jacob DeGrom, other guys like Brandon Nimmo. But I remember when I recall Johnson, I said that the Mets' biggest domino in that was losing Edward Diaz, potentially. Diaz, their star closer, was unbelievable for the Mets this season, was a lockdown. Really, no one could hit him. And I said the Mets realistically should be looking to sign him back first before talking to guys like Jacob DeGrom, because the Mets really don't have that star closer or a really good reliever outside of Edwin Diaz. And the Mets, they didn't waste any time after the World Series ended. They got right to pen and paper, and they signed Edwin Diaz, and they gave him a big-time amount of money. And you could tell Steve Cohen does not care about money with this contract. Five years, go ahead. No, he really doesn't care about money. Five years, $102 million. Uh, he's not afraid to spend money, and I think the MLB is eventually going to have to step in, maybe institute a Steve Cohen rule for the amount you could possibly spend in a single season. Yeah, and I mean, and there's more to the deal, too. I mean, he gets an opt-out clause after 2025, a full no-trade clause, and he gets a $20 million 60-year club option, so he could really realistically raise the max value of this contract to $122 million. So yeah, you're right. Steve Cohen's going to be paying a lot of money. There's been rumors that he might be looking into Aaron Judge, We've heard rumors about Trey Turner being linked to the Mets. 
And obviously, you want to bring someone like Jacob DeGrom back. Now, the issue for the Mets is right now, Jacob DeGrom is being linked to teams like the Mets, but he's also being linked to the Texas Rangers and their division rival, the Atlanta Braves. So that is a big time the thing the Mets need to get done next. They got back their star closer. Now they need to get back Jacob DeGrom because if you were to lose him to the Atlanta Braves, oh man, that is going to hurt the Mets for a long time to come. But a team like the Rangers too, they're not, you know, they're willing to spend money. We saw it last season with them getting Corey Seager. We've heard rumors that they're going to be looking at Jacob DeGrom. They're also looking into Clayton Kershaw, who is a Texas native. So he could be very much well going into situation where he rejoins Corey Seager on a team and go to Texas to play to play for a Rangers team that is looking for some pitching help right now. Because let's face facts, their pitching outside of Martin Perez last season was abysmal. So they really could use some starting pitching help. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens here. I, I can't really say. The entire MLB landscape has been so unpredictable the last couple of seasons. And I don't really feel like players have loyalty anymore. It's all now, about the money this at this it's day. It's really age. all about the money now because Cuz look at the Red Sox. That's what's happened to Rockfield so, Devers and Bogarts. Yeah, like it's you would expect if this was like 2000, right? You'd be a Red Sox for life. You'd be a Yankee for life. At least in these bigger franchises. But now it seems like okay, if it wants wants to ch- chase a payday and I really can't say I blame him, but uh I feel like this could be a trend going further. Going, uh, going on from here, that on a year-to-year basis, you can't really tell who your stars of the future on each team are going to be because I feel like it's going to be kind of rotational. Yeah, I mean, with the amount of free agents that we have this upcoming offseason, I mean, it, it, this is going to be a wild offseason. We know we had a crazy one in the NFL this past you know offseason, and the MLB always provides a great offseason as well, especially when you get to the winter meetings and stuff like that. There is some crazy rumors and crazy, you know, transactions that happen during this time period. And I think you're going to see that. I mean, guys, like I said, like Aaron Judge, you know, is a free agent. Where does he wind up going? Is he going to come back to the Yankees? Is he going to the Mets, the Giants, the Dodgers, maybe the Red Sox? We've heard a lot of rumors there. Wilson Gutierrez, I said earlier, is being linked to the Astros now. Imagine the World Series champions adding an all-star catcher. I mean, that would be insane. Their, their, their roster is already good as it is. You add a guy like Contreras, you got to believe they're going to be the favorite to win the World Series next season. And then for the Mets, I mean, you got back Edwin Diaz. Can you lock up Jacob DeGrom now and bring guys like Brandon Nimmo back or even sign a guy like Aaron Judge? It's really good to find. I think Brandon Nimmo may be gone. If that rumored contract is true, I think he may be gone. The rumor is he's going to get a, correct me if I'm wrong, was it five years 100 mil? It was five years, 100. I think it had been five years, 105. I know it was in that And range. that was with the Colorado Rockies. That was the rumor. The Rockies. Yeah, they don't need hitting. They need pitching. Yeah. So I don't the, know what they're doing. Yeah, the Rockies, they don't learn, man. They, they This has been the story for the last couple of seasons. They have had a lot of pitching issues, and they just spend money on big-time you know hitters. They did it last season with Chris Bryant. You know, I don't know where they go out from here, but this is a good pitching market this upcoming offseason. The problem is, I don't know how many pitchers really want to pitch at a you know hitter's ballpark like Cor- like Coors Field. That's the problem. It would if imagine if the Mets played in Coors. Like imagine, yeah. like you would see guys like the Grom and Scherzer who have sub two, sub three ERAs, just get 
they just get blown up. It wouldn't even be their fault. Yeah. And then you'd have guys like Pete Alonso and uh, and Lindor and Jeff McNeil just absolutely tear it up there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, the next couple of weeks is sure, surely going to bring some chaos to the MLB. As soon as that 5 o'clock deadline hits on Thursday, I'm sure you'll see a bunch of, you know, you know, tweets or your notifications about a certain player going somewhere or a rumor about someone going to some place, you know, and it's really going to change up this landscape for next season because we don't know who's going to be right now. The Astros are definitely the, the one of the favorites to win the world series after the Astros. I don't know. The Dodgers obviously are going to be a team there. The Braves will as well, but if they are able to add pieces in the off season, it would really only help their chances. But a team like the Dodgers could lose someone like Clayton Kershaw, and that could really hurt them in the in the long run. I mean, they could, the Dodgers could probably lose two or three key pieces and still win ninety five games. Let's, Absolutely, uh, let's yeah. be realistic right now. So it would hurt them a little bit, but uh, in the grand scheme of things, maybe not so much. It would hurt them in, in the case of they would still get to the playoffs, but when they get to the playoffs, how will that help? Like, how will that affect them? Well, they have Dave Roberts. That's how it affects. That's them. the pro- that's also true. So, I mean, unless they get rid of Dave Roberts, they're not going anywhere. So, I think it's irrelevant. Yeah, them winning that World Series in 2020, I think, was the worst thing that could happen. Yeah, it's kind of like the Eli situation with New York. Um, I I always say that it's similar to with um, the Bengals last season with Zach Taylor because they yeah, really absolutely. need to get rid of him. And then they made the Super Bowl, so now they have they have no choice but to keep him. Yeah, I mean... It's, and you're uh, right also with Eli. I mean, Tom Coughlin, don't, I love Tom Coughlin. But there was definitely a time where he should have been fired, and the he Giants was living off that legacy. And the Giants won two Super Bowls, so you had to keep him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's uh, sometimes winning can be a bad thing, and God, I the Dodgers won that Mickey Mouse ring during COVID, where nobody was in the stands and they played sixty games. Oh, look at the Lakers! They won that that ring in twenty twenty two. Look where they are right now. Yeah, um, that. that We'll get into that with the NBA, but that's a tragedy of a franchise. Really, the city of Los Angeles is down pretty bad. Yeah, other than their MLS Cup win, yeah, it's LA is having a tough time right now with their teams. I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, let's the Dodgers will definitely be some spenders this upcoming offseason, as well as teams like the Mets, maybe the Yankees, the Red Sox. All those teams will definitely be in play, but only time is going to tell. But that's going to do it for this part of our conversation here on the MLB, on the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nick Pavona, once again joined alongside by Andrew Johnson. This is the All Gas No Break Sports Show.